0: And welcome back to the Fight Dome for our first fight of the distant future itself. It is the year 2020. I'm your host, Matt Troy.
1: And I'm the host, Drew Davis, sounding a little bit less like Alex Jones. I just want to point that
0: out. Uh, do Um, Do you sound like Alex Jones? No, you do. Right oh, now, right. Yeah, I, I'm doing, being uh,
1: enthusiastic. 20, 20. <laughs> oh, okay, that's and we're
0: making the frogs game. gay. Oh, we're
1: to have f- goddamn frogs gay. Anyway, this is... Oh, sorry, one, two, one, two, three. Uh, we, we Make, make Things, things fight. fight. Fucking nailed that Yeah, one. that was the best Fucking one yet. nailed that
0: one. Um, <laughs> so
1: b- before we begin, I um, uh, just want to uh, dedicate this episode to uh, the, our brave boys over in LA, to the, to the Blade Runner guys. Uh, yeah. This past November uh, Deckard and Gaff, Gaff and the rest of the, the guys. Of the gang,
0: yeah, they, we did it guys they did, We did it, we Never. defeated those rogue replicants Who came to Earth at the end of 2019 Those sons of bitches think, Bastards Thinking they can live past their <laughs> four, like, uh, four
1: years um, As you may have guessed It's a bit of a sci-fi centric episode today
0: Oh yes, we are going well into the realms Of some of, probably If you're listening to this Your favourite science fiction films <laughs> Certainly mine <laughs> Okay. Um,
1: um, before we begin though, I've got something uh, a bit special planned for you. Uh-oh. So I, I wasn't around for over Christmas for, yeah. for reasons. Mm-hmm. So it means I haven't given you your Christmas present. Oh my God. Which is right here. It's not wrapped and it's open so I could check the quality of it. I so see. we uh, just uh,
0: going to a bit of unboxing now. Okay. you ASMR like that. My finger is stuck in the box <laughs> I've broken it. Um, I need a spoon. <laughs> oh, here's yeah, one. So it's, it's quite Christmas. Can I break the box. Yeah, break the box. Okay.
1: it's quite a Christmas centric present as well. Okay. Um, but also very on brand for us.
0: Okay. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> this is incredible.
1: Can to tell the people.
0: Uh, what it is? I am looking at, and I'll put a picture of this on the Instagram. This is Sasquatch. It's a Sasquatch tree ornament, I believe. It is, yeah. And he is wearing a Santa hat with a sprig of holly on it. And he has wrapped around him, not dissimilar to Chewbacca's bandolier of, of bullets, except he's got Christmas lights around him. And that he's, is... he's in
1: the classic Bigfoot coat on his way for his shit.
0: Yeah, looking over his shoulder. He's looking over his shoulder. the Sasquatch uh... walk. That is amazing. I love this. Yeah. And despite the Christmas theme of it, this is going to immediately... Adorn my desk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> From uh, both uh, producer Kath and I. Oh, so, uh, thank you very
0: much to both of you. That's all right. your it. very, very kind gift. I love it. Good. And I've got polystyrene all over myself. And, uh, and with that, should we, should we let the people know who we're fighting? Um, we can do. Or do you want to do fight news first? You know what? Well, let's do fight news first. Just keep them in suspense. Well, not really, because they've seen the name of the episode. It, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. We're somebody might have news. accidentally just slipped onto this one without looking at it. They're but, looking but, at it now, aren't they're they? They're looking
1: at it right now, You yeah. fuckers, we know what you're doing. You sons of
0: bitches. I think we could stop you. Okay,
1: a bit of fight news first, though? Yeah.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, bit of fight news. A bit of fight news. What have you got for us today? Um,
1: so, uh, this um, comes from the Evening Standard. Oh. Uh, but has been widely reported everywhere, pretty much. And I think this is the, the first big fight news of the uh of the new decade? This
0: is, yeah, real fight news. too. So an
1: actual fight could be going on here. So a man asks judge for sword fight trial to settle dispute with wife.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> a man in guess where?
0: Uh, let me just where, guess. What do you think this would be? I think this might be in the United States of it America. It is in the
1: United States of America. <laughs> How
0: did I know? A man
1: in America has asked a judge for a trial by combat to settle dispute with his ex-wife. David Omstrom of oh. Kansas... Yeah. Ask Iowa District Court for permission to fight Bridget Ost- Ostrom, 38, and her legal team, and her legal team, yeah. on the field of battle where he will rend their souls from their corporal bodies. Wow, he meant corporeal. There.
0: No, no, he's like are corporal bodies. Yeah,
1: corporal bodies. Unless she
0: hires a corporal. Yeah. Because, as is my understanding, you can choose somebody to fight on your behalf. Okay, we're we'll getting we'll get into that. Excellent. Okay. In
1: court documents, the forty-year-old argues combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted, and as a right in the United States, adding that trial by combat was used as recently as eighteen eighteen in British court. Eighteen
0: eighteen.
1: Yeah, not in America.
0: I, I mean. <laughs> I, I, that is, that is the biggest stretch of the definition recent that I've ever heard. So,
1: so uh, also, like when it got into the whole combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in the United States. Yeah. I thought it was going to lead into like a bunch of weird right-wing sovereign citizen types. Yeah, stuff. Like, yeah. I, I don't recognize this court because you've got my name in capital letters. Yeah. And, and the flags all wrong and all that kind of shit. Yeah. It turns out he's just a big Game of Thrones fan.
0: Oh, I see. And that's where
1: it comes from. <clears throat> um, mr okay. Armstrong has also requested 12 weeks of lead time in inverted commas ahead of any duel to gather katana and
0: wakizashi swords <laughs> why is he using those weapons
1: if he's a game of thrones fan i don't know
0: i know i, uh, it's... It, it, I mean this this is not a game of thrones fan that is talking here like i was i'm not saying i'm not disputing the fact that this man doesn't love game of thrones yeah but he is not coming from that place right here. He is coming from the place of an awful, unrestricted weebo who, <laughs> who just wants <laughs> who just wants to play around with katanas. Like, he wants a real katana and a real wakizashi, and he thinks he can get them to justify himself.
1: Yeah, yeah it. exactly. It can be court ordained. Like, I really I think there's a, hope. There, there's another reason behind this, I think. Oh, right, and okay. I can't get, what he's, get uh, what he's going for, but he's also going about it in the most dickish, like... Um, I'm going to get
0: one up on the man at the same time kind of way. If he goes out and buys a sort of battle ready katana, I mean, I'm sure America is probably different than you probably can get a reasonably katanary katana. Yeah. And you try, and then his wife or his, his wife's chosen combatant turned up with like a European broadsword. He's probably still going to get his ass handed to him because even if they are both exactly the same amount battle ready... And they're, But they're not, you know, real swords. They're, like, prop swords. Yeah. That's a big sword that if the other person turns up with, it's like... It's
1: just a gigantic piece of metal. Yeah and, yeah, and it will
0: probably bust the katana up, unless it is obviously a real... Katanas are not meant to be clashed against other things. No, it's a one-swipe weapon, Yes, it, it yeah. is, yeah. Katanas are the weirdest... They're like they're brilliant swords, and I don't want to just dis- dis- sort of disparage them here, but they are a little bit glass glassy. Yeah, yeah. And the whole you know, thing about katanas can cut through anything; they're magical. That's not true. No, no, of course it isn't. They're a cool no, fucking swords. Nothing can cut through anything. No, no, I know. But,
1: but it's one of those things where I kind of doubt the the coolness of them and their effectiveness in. Yeah, I,
0: I've watched uh, extensive videos on YouTube. Where...
1: No, now, sentences <laughs> like that are how we get into shit like this.
0: No, I watched a
1: video on YouTube
0: that says <laughs> no. I the watched... trial
1: by combat has never been explicitly <laughs> outlawed or banned in the United States.
0: I, I've read I've read reasonable articles as well <laughs> <laughs> about uh, the European broadsword versus the katana, and and it. it uh, yeah, just the kind of thing that we grew up with as like 30 something males with a katana being like the ultimate cool weapon. No, oh, because turtles. Yeah, because yeah, turtles yeah. And, and whatever. I, I don't buy it. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Two
1: katanas as well and turtles. Yeah, that can, kick...
0: that can fuck off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um,
1: so, uh, he reportedly said in the court filing. That Matthew Hudson, his former wife's lawyer, can be her champion in battle. So there you go. He's letting
0: her off the hook. Doesn't You can't but, pick that person, though.
1: No, I know, exactly. Yeah. You, pick, you nominate your own champion. <clears throat> but you, I think, is the sentence in okay. his court filing that everything hinges around. Right, okay. I think I met Mr. Hudson's absurdity with absurdity of my own. If Mr. Hudson is willing to do it, I will meet him. I don't think he has the guts to do it. So oh. he obviously seems, feels like he's being hard done by in, yeah. this, in this battle. Yeah. And he's like, well, if they're going to be pricks about it, I'm going to be a prick about it.
0: That, that's fair enough. I mean, there's always a kind of um, a desire in these kind of uh, stories to immediately see the person who does this sort of thing as the complete nut job. Yeah. But I, this reminds me of um, an incident, I think it was either last year or the year before, where a Polish count... Wanted to face off I love
1: this already
0: <laughs> <laughs> He wanted to fight Nigel Farage In a sword fight <laughs> Over Europe
1: Why did we not Cover that?
0: Was I think that, this was, was Before free us. Yeah, yeah okay. I mean I would have been All over that If, if that was um, If that had been A story while while We were doing this But I think it was Before Maybe the year before And I would have Loved to have seen Farage With a saber I'd love to see Farage in any kind Of
1: physical activity
0: Yeah Yeah
1: Unless, unless you can
0: you know, plane crashes being
1: a political <laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> also, I want to add Polish counts to the list of things that I didn't know existed. Yeah. But also like a case of, oh, of course
0: they do. Yeah, <laughs> I think that like, it's a like, bit like... N- any... Nothing
1: in my ma- mind goes like, oh, Polish count. That doesn't compute. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Polish count. Polish course, count, yeah. Of course. I
0: think it's a bit like German counts as well. Like, they're, they're there by nature of them being still rich people who once had titles in their families and continue to use those titles, but there's no supreme authority in either of their countries that could, you know, deign the existence of a count. Yeah,
1: and and the counts and knighthoods uh, still aren't being given out in these countries. Yeah, exactly. Like some we could mention. Yeah, Um, certain
0: countries that will go nameless.
1: Yeah, Um, but it's also like filing a court motion takes money. This is the most expensive, well, go fuck yourself (laughs) that I've ever heard of. Um, So, but uh, Mr. Hudson pointed out that this trial could prove fatal and such ramifications likely outweigh the fractured couple's row over tax, urging the request to be rejected. Always fucking tax.
0: Always tax.
1: Always about tax and money and that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, Here's my favourite sentence in the whole thing. Judge Craig Dressimer said on Monday that no decisions will be made soon, citing confusion with each side's motions and responses. Wow. So just a case of, just a very legalese way of saying, fucking what? Yeah. You you fucking what?
0: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, so there, there we go. Um, Trial by Combat is not outlawed in the United States. Should yes. be your main takeaway from this.
0: I, well, yeah. I mean, I hope that this, this goes some way to sort of highlighting the whatever issues there are in, in this particular trial. Because like I, I think I was starting to say earlier on, we always kind of initially think that the person with the wacky decision is the one at fault, but that might not always be the case. I just think
1: in this in this particular case, it's just, mate, you're spending money that you're probably yeah. running low on at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Divorce proceedings are never
0: fun. No, and it's no. It's just
1: fucking... Why are you dragging it all out for me? Yeah. It's just...
0: The... There are a lot of forms to fill in. Like, I get be that your punishment instead. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: get your point, but could you not make it a different way?
0: You yeah, know? yeah. Um, I got a bit of fight news for you. Oh, now uh, this is more fright news than fight news, but uh, <laughs> hey. <and> again, hey, <laughs> our never-ending battle against dark forces obviously come into play here. This is taken from the uh, the mirror, and um, it was written by Courtney. Or Chin, I'm going (laughs) to say. But I'm not going to spell. So the headline runs thusly Mum freaked out as haunted frozen doll returns to house after she binned it twice. Uh, So
1: when we say frozen doll, this isn't a doll that has been subjected to extreme colds. This is from the Disney motion picture. The
0: character, I believe, of Elsa. And I say that because I haven't seen any of the frozen films and I'm not poo pooing them. I just don't have a young enough child in my life to justify watching the Frozen films on my own. <laughs> I, I,
1: oh baby, see whatever film you want. I don't get that whole thing of like, uh, I need to take a kid with me to see this kid's I mean, hair. I'm not
0: going to go and see in the movies because I'm an inherently lazy man. Okay. And going to the movies means putting on my pants, leaving my house, expending cash, and then also being conned out of cash for sweets, which I will always buy, and sitting in a, in a darkened now room. Now that
1: is your own choice. Well, yeah. The purchase of sweets there. It's, it's not, a, not. It's, it's a It's not a con. You're not being flim flammed into it. I am being flim flammed into it. You don't just Buy sweets elsewhere. But this
0: is how it works. I go in and I got a free ticket, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, you know, a man of my privilege affords my position, you know, position you to have a to you're what, ticket. You're a man in your free. 30s with a beard, of course. Yeah, I've, got, I've obviously got a free access to a cinema. yeah. yeah. So, and I go in and I spend the free ticket and because I've saved myself the seven pounds or whatever it is to buy a cinema ticket I then feel like I can spend money on sweets. so although it's not a direct con like all cons have an element where you go into them free of your own volition yeah uh, okay but I buy so the sweets. You,
1: so in your mind there's even though seven pounds for a cinema ticket hasn't actually been spent there's still seven pounds that needs to be spent at
0: a cinema and that's
1: how it works <laughs>
0: Also, I have to say, I have very little in in my entire soul that can resist uh, a fizzy iced slush drink. Either like the Tango one that that is the standard one or any of the knockoff variants that I've seen cinemas do. Yeah. I think that that's probably the nicest and most delicious thing that I can put into my mouth at any time and next time I go to the cinema I want to put vodka in it too oh nice give it a swirl yeah yeah. I feel like I'm at Vegas you know
1: now one thing I've never done I know which cinema you're referring to here um, so yeah um, they also sell alcohol for consumption in the cinema yeah
0: I've never done that I'm always worried it'll make me pee yeah like not in my pants but just make me leave (laughs) yeah like I have control over my bladder (laughs) (laughs) you
1: take that little sip of uh, of Wolf Creek (laughs) Wolf Creek? (laughs) hang on what are you drinking in the cinema? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: blood and rusty nails <laughs> <laughs> Wolf Creek wow. is a
1: reasonably obscure Australian horror film it's a
0: very good Australian film it's a very film.
1: fucking good Australian horror it really horror creeps film. me out
0: and it's based on a true story kind of sort Literally. of
1: based on Ivan Milat but anyway what was it is it Wolf blast but anyway
0: i don't know what the fuck you're drinking man i'm gonna be drinking like a little
1: from a little bottle of wine i'm talking <laughs> or, about you or know? like
0: a, a, a plastic glass of wine with a peel off top Oh yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: if you ever tried to open one of those is impossible not to spill yes absolutely um, it's the worst fucking idea in the world also just like this is a little aside here before i actually tell this bit of fight news mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine uh, lived in australia for uh, two years mm-hmm. ago, a year or two years. And he was a bus driver uh, for the place where he lived, mm. and he would drive up and down that highway where you know, that dude did all those killings on. Oh, fuck yeah! I think like around the time that those killings were going on too.
1: Oh shit! Yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, just back to this. <laughs> uh, so, a family has been left feeling rather freaked out after one of their daughter's Christmas presents returned to their home after being put in the bin twice. You are so, playing with tape? Sorry, dude. It's
1: there. I'm so going this to take is a tape
0: away from you. So this
1: is a brand new <clears throat> tie, essentially.
0: Ah, you'll see. And they threw it out. It is no secret that dolls can be pretty creepy. We've seen enough horror films to know that. But one thing we didn't think would prove to be quite so scary is a Disney toy.
1: Uh, yeah, a known character. Yeah. Because, like, I'm guessing it's Elsa. Do you mention it was Elsa? I said it was Elsa, yeah. Yeah, I yeah that's Elsa. how
0: I, we ended up talking is, about the...
1: Is the most hauntable of the characters from Frozen, I think. You think? Despite the fact that it does feature a haunted snowman. Yeah, I was going to say... <clears throat>
0: That abomination should have been destroyed with a hairdryer.
1: Oh just anything
0: cutesy. I don't like I don't to... like a living snowman.
1: It, by the same token as like not liking living scarecrows?
0: Yes. Is it, okay. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean a living scarecrow is worse, arguably. Yeah. Although Whizzle Gammage, which I watched over Christmas, was rather charming.
1: I I saw Mackenzie Crook as Wizzle it's Gammage I just thought I cannot fuck it no.
0: I can't deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Rosal
1: Gamage as a kid used to frighten the yeah. absolute piss enemy.
0: Me, me too. When they used to compost him, sometimes like they put him in a compost bin. Oh God. Yeah, like a sort of a slow death. What as a punishment? I imagine it's a bit like one of those um, like things in like sort of Hellraiser or like the the sort of uh, expanded universe idea of the Sarlacc pit in Star Wars, where you slowly suffer over a thousand years because your conscious is enveloped slowly by the Sarlacc right. until yeah. eventually you become one with it. Right. So I think that's what composting does to scarecrows. <laughs> I've got to get to the end of this story, wait, okay? <laughs> wait, wait, wait.
1: You will be slowly melted over a thousand years. years.
0: <laughs> 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 um Anyway. <laughs> so, um, this story left them uh, a piece of frozen merchandise left to a young child, uh, left them terrified. I know a young child died for Christmas, so you'd had to get to that paragraph. Um... A woman from Houston has taken to social media to reveal that she believes her daughter, Aurelia, Aurelia, has a haunted Elsa doll. doll. The viral post on Facebook that has now been deleted, um, Emily Madonia explained that Aurelia's toy had first started to freak them out when it began singing and talking in Spanish while switched off.
1: (laughs) Spanish ghouls.
0: I only know one Spanish song and that's Feliz Navidad. So I'm uh, not...
1: <laughs> but it was a Christmas present. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: She and husband Matt, it's <clears> about <throat> the same way I spell my name, oh, okay. decided to throw the doll out with their daughter's blessing.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Just I just imagine the, the
0: daughter sat at the table and they're like wringing their hands going, we need to throw the doll out. And the daughter's just mopping the corner of her lips <laughs> with a handkerchief and nodding not, solemnly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mother, father. <laughs>
0: Please, dispose of this doll. Dispose
1: of the demon child doll.
0: But since then, it has found its way back into their home, not once, but twice. <laughs> Emily wrote, Matt threw it away weeks ago, and then we found it inside on a wooden bench. Okay, so we were weirded out. and like... they've got a wooden bench in their house? Yeah, some people have a wooden bench in their house. That's fucking... Maybe weird. it's like in the hall where you put your shoes on. Okay, I don't have any uh, that kind of fancy crap in my house.
1: Okay, as then. you can see, yeah. in
0: my house at the moment has nothing in it.
1: Oh, so say. Oh, so we're talking about like um, a house that has got the capacity that has a hallway that can have a wooden bench in it. So I mean, it might be in the, the kind of people also the kind mm. of people who can afford to throw out brand
0: new Christmas presents. <laughs> Like, I hold it or not, man. All I can just, feel in my mind is you slipping your thumbs under your suspender straps <laughs> and saying, oh, I might just be a simple country lawyer. <laughs> no, <yeah>. It's not all <laughs> I spend good bloody money on that long ago. Anyway, I, stop casting aspersions <laughs> on these people you don't know. I don't care if it sits at the end of your bed with a knife
1: every night. You keeping it
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, right, where was I? Okay, uh, so we weeded it out and tightly wrapped it in its own garbage bag and put that garbage bag inside another garbage bag <laughs> filled with other garbage and put it at the bottom of our garbage can underneath a bunch of other bags of garbage <laughs> and weeded it to the caves and it was collected on Garbage Day. day. <laughs> and that's perfect, I just read that out exactly that person says garbage more in one sentence than anybody.
1: Oh, what does Woody do mean? Anymore? I know.
0: I've said garbage so many times, it's lost all meaning. But
1: this is still, right, if I'm genuinely being haunted by a doll the first time it reappears, I'm not just throwing it out. I don't care how many layers of garbage yeah. it's buried under. Yeah. I'm destroying it. I, this see... is the most low energy. Fucking disposal of a cursed item I've ever heard of.
0: I once um, and this goes back to like you know, primary school when I was young. I had an argument with a lad because um, he uh, he reckoned that Chucky was the most powerful of like the, the horror figures. Okay. And like all a bunch of us just argued that we could, how easy it would be to kill, and he wouldn't buy it until I told him I would literally mix up some cement, bury the doll in the cement, put a metal cover over it, and stand on it until the cement had fucking hardened. And then take the lid off and then go in my house. Because there's no way that doll's getting out of a block of cement. And that is how I would dispose of any haunted dolls I had.
1: Now the thing with Chucky is that uh, his soul can just be re-summoned by someone and put into another doll or another thing. Well, hopefully that wouldn't be anywhere near me. Well, yeah, but then he left.
0: Yeah. Which is why you should always move away from Elm Street.
1: Yeah. Never move into Elm Street. Yeah. Never go to Haddonfield.
0: Yeah. Uh, Just don't go to summer camp. Yeah, don't go to summer camp. No summer camp. Yeah. The family then went on holiday, thinking the whole thing was behind them. But when they returned home, the doll was back. We were out of town. It's covered in garbage. Yes. We were out of town. Forgot about it. Today, Aurelia says, Mom, I saw the Elsa doll again in the backyard. She continued, What? This is very well written. (laughs) What? After, After throwing it out, it didn't work. Emily decided the only way to be rid of the thing was to send it far, far away. So I posted it to Destroy her. it! So she posted it to her friend, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> who lives 1,500 is... miles away. Oh,
1: it's a letter from...
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck?
1: <laughs> open it? <clears> open <throat> Oh,
0: Elsa doll. Uh, and had been entertained by the tale of the haunted doll. She confirmed Chris <laughs> has since received Elsa.
1: Got a cursed item.
0: And has it? taped the creepy doll to the bonnet of his car to stop it from going anywhere else. Unsurprisingly, people on Facebook were shocked by the post. Oh, God. One person commented, "You should have burned it. If it doesn't burn, then it is possessed."
1: This is the first time I'm ever going to agree with a fucking <laughs> Facebook comment. Yeah, burn it. Of course, burn it.
0: Another Destroy thing. it. I have thoroughly enjoyed this. Enjoyed following this saga. Be sure to post if the doll returns. <laughs> what a crazy situation. Added a third. <laughs>
1: Please tell me that's in caps. No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so that is the tale of uh, the haunted um, Elsa doll from Frozen. Cool. Yeah. Um,
1: but, I mean, probably not haunted, to be fair.
0: I mean, yeah. I'm only, I can only assume that the parents are easily spooked.
1: Yes, I think so.
0: And have con- conned their kid into throwing the Elsa doll away. And then the kid, maybe believing in magic, as rooted around the garbage got the doll out released the doll and then went look mummy the doll is back and then at that point obviously the parents then completely lose their shit in terror
1: yeah because I mean singing in Spanish that's not necessarily evil in and of itself you know
0: I mean that's true the the Spanish language is not it's not an inherently evil language yeah it's not like the language of behold the language
1: of the beast en (laughs) español
0: it it doesn't go like that <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. I mean, I just thought that that was a, that was a perfect story for oh yeah twenty twenty after Christmas. Yeah, haunted dolls,
1: haunted dolls, trial by combat.
0: It's 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 the new normal. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> haunted dolls and trial by combat are officially the new normal.
1: Oh, welcome to the twenty twenties. <laughs> uh, speaking of,
0: shall we get down to this? Yeah, let's do Let it. Do
1: it. Okay, so before we get into the fight intros, you
0: wanna. I didn't wanna mention something actually. I I kinda got caught up earlier on in the Sasquatch um, uh, Christmas ornament to forget that I've also, for Christmas, look at these. If you can see them, got. They are from fucking sexy socks. I had a lovely pair of socks. Yeah. From from Canada, from Mario, uh, with. Watch, aliens, and the Loch Ness Monster on them. And I promised I was going to wear them first uh, whilst doing this podcast. Nice. So just, I, love,
1: uh, I love how the uh, alien is waving nice and... Friendly. No, he, he's just Hello. summoning
0: his probe. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like... Whoop, and then the probe doing, doing a
1: probe wave. Yeah. It's the only thing you can summon like that as well. Anything else needs to use the hand. To... So <laughs> telekinesis only works on probes for aliens. Yes,
0: that is right. They're, they're special. They're bonded to their probes from birth. <laughs> Because who knows, and you might find the information from someone's asshole. It's,
1: it's like a wand or, or a kyber crystal from Star Wars. <laughs> you know?
0: The only word. <laughs>
1: when you're an alien, it's not so much that you choose the probe. The probe has to choose you. you saying the
0: aliens walk you... into the probe room. <laughs> yeah. Then...
1: No, it's a mine. They go to the...
0: <laughs>
1: one, of the, one of the probe planets, because a probe is a... It's a
0: natural. It is a natural phenomenon. Yeah. An anal it's probe. A it's a nat- is that why they probe? They are not getting information of it. It's just a cultural thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we solved a mystery. It's like
1: dogs sniffing each other's asses or like <laughs> shaking hands. You know. To really
0: get to know somebody, you've got to put you a probe, probe yeah. in their anus. Yeah, you've got to put your probe into. Them. <laughs> well, sticking on the topic of aliens. Oh,
1: thank God you got us out of there. <laughs> thank fuck for that.
0: Today's fight is one um, that has sort of not specifically come up in, in the past. Like, it's not one of our long-standing fights, but it really, really should have been. Yeah. So, um, what can I say about our two combatants? They're both single moms. Mm-hmm. They both both have a deep-rooted phobia of androids. hmm uh,
1: Justified. Justified. Fully totally justified. Fear
0: of androids. They are both uh, guerrilla leaders. Mm-hmm. And they both are a little bit soft on Michael Bean, Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, and who can blame them? <laughs> That's right, we are battling the titans of the robot and alien murdering industry. <laughs> of the uh, first
1: film is a sci-fi horror, the second film is an all-out sci-fi action flick. Um, both of which are fucking superb. They are, yeah. yeah. The,
0: the first two films are definitely amazing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's right, we are fighting Ellen Ripley... And Sarah Connor to the death and beyond. beyond. Okay, so I'm going to start with uh, Warrant Officer mm-hmm. Ellen Louise Ripley. Um, we first encounter uh, Ellen Ripley um, w- awaking from hyper sleep um, in uh, Alien, nine, 1979's Alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's introduced as a Warrant Officer aboard of the Nostromo. Nostromo Sorry, I can't use my words today. <laughs> uh, commercial towing space tug en route to Earth from uh, the, the, the system of Thedas. Right. Um, they've been placed in stasis for the long journey and the crew are awoken um, when they receive a, an unknown transmission, a distress signal from a nearby planetoid. And so according to company rules, they have to go off the beaten track and go and find out what it was. Right. And we know what it was. It was a big... Massive fucking alien. Right. But first of all, it was a small spider alien with a penis, vagina, mouth thing. Right. Yeah. Do you see what I'm doing with the right thing? No.
1: I'm being... Dismissive? Harry, I'm being Harry Dean Stanton, an alien.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, I could really miss that. So the truck is... Yeah, they're a bunch of big space truckers. Has any
1: other trucker ever been ordered? Like, if you see someone waiting in the road,
0: pull over. Just see someone weird in the road. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, like, that might be good cooking. Like, <laughs> yeah, that might, that might be something delicious. <laughs> I just want to point out as well. <clears throat> excuse me, I continue to have crap lungs. And sort of say, I'm mm-hmm. still like phlegmy from This, like, never ending Christmas lurgy.
1: Oh, yeah, and I'm in pre cold at the moment. Oh, you're
0: in pre cold, you're yeah. prepping for for being ill pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, okay, so, like,
1: I can feel my throat clagging, um, like near enough constant headache, um. Fucking, I just
0: feel generally
1: irritated and annoyed at all times, like more so than usual. I was going to say
0: this is no different. Yeah, uh, no different than me, Yeah, but yeah. But anyway, a... the point I wanted yeah. to make was yeah. that the the planet that they were heading to, or the moon, I should say, that they were heading to LV mm. uh, four hundred and twenty six, mm-hmm. aka Acheron, orbiting Kalpamos, the mm-hmm. gas giant, mm-hmm. is actually located in the Zeta Reticuli system. And if ah. you know anything about aliens in mm-hmm. real life, you'll know that that's actually the home planet of the Grays. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know. You don't know what uh you know Illuminati Shill was working on this film and came up with that concept. Um
1: probably Ridley Scott.
0: Ridley Scott, Alan Dean Foster, it could have been any of them. Yeah. 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 I, I think
1: that um Ridley Scott's got Illuminati written all oh, over. Oh yeah,
0: strong ties. Yeah. Strong ties. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um they pull over the planet. Um Kane and Dallas go to the surface to have a look to, to see what's going on. Uh, they enter a big derelict spacecraft. Find an egg chamber. We know what happens. Kane yep. gets the egg, uh, the face sucker from inside <clears throat> the egg, stuck on his face. It lays an egg inside him. They take him back to the ship. Ripley's like, you can't come on board because you've got a bi- biological contaminant on you. Are you fucking nuts? And then Ash overrides. The alien gets on board and hilarity ensues. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the crew are hilariously wiped out one by one, uh, despite the best efforts of uh, of the Nostromo crew barring obviously Ash, who is uh, secretly working Mm -hmm. uh, against them and with the company, with the Whalen yutani company to try and bring the specimen back to Earth. uh, Ripley ultimately succeeds. Uh, escaping aboard the Narcissist. Did you mm. know that was the name of the shuttle? I did know. It was the I name course of course you shuttle. bloody did. Yeah, yeah,
1: fucking alien.
0: Yeah, exactly. From the from the Nostromo. And also another thing that people don't often realize is mm. that that big thing at the beginning is not the Nostromo itself, but a towing a rig. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're towing. Is
1: uh, it ice they're towing?
0: I don't know. Like, it's minerals. I think it's just a big ore processing plant that the Nostromo is towing.
1: Yeah, because um, like ice is a big thing um, in, and they're towing big loads of ice. Yeah, for, for water.
0: But yeah, I guess so to colonies that probably don't have it. Yeah. yeah. I believe that's like a big thing that's going on in
1: William Gibson's Alien 3.
0: Oh, right. Oh, the... Well, William Gibson's Ali- Aliens, you mean?
1: No, Alien 3. Oh, Alien
0: 3. That's right, yeah, yeah, because it's the one where the Soviet state and the...
1: Yeah, where it's the, like it's a yeah. the Civil War thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, that's actually on Audible at the moment, not to advertise it. But no, yes, yeah, it is on Audible. I was going to pick um, it up the other day.
1: There is also a comic... Of it, ah. I've got but yet to read.
0: Excellent, that's cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, so <clears throat> long and short of it, Ripley and the cat survive. Get yep. back to Earth, Jonesy. Jonesy, yeah, they awaken.
1: Can I? Can I just divert very briefly here to say that I think Alien is perfect. Yes. Um, it, I th- I think it is isn't just outstanding fucking. Not a single second of it is wasted. Yeah. Um, n- not a performance out of out of whack. Just the way the alien is shot and looks, and just the sense of terror you get from it. It um, it is.
0: I mean, it it's Jaws in space, but better.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a haunted house film. Oh yeah, in, absolutely. In yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's fucking superb.
0: Um, and then also we go into Aliens, and you know, in its defence, and I people often kind of say to me, "Oh, my favourite is Aliens," and I'll say that's absolutely fine because I think that Alien is a piece of cinema. And aliens it's is a hell movie. of a film. Yeah, yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. In the same way that you could look at two thousand and one of Star Wars or something, you know, mm-hmm. they are both completely legitimately brilliant at being what they are. But obviously, Alien has—Alien is the kind of film that would put this. That's the reason why these films would be put into a significant box at the Library of Congress. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it happened. Uh, anyway, the, obviously,
1: the first to do stuff.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. In, in that kind of the thing. The, the, the groundbreaking movie that, that then Alien's built upon. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Aliens would probably still be a great film without Alien, but you'd need to have a little bit more at the beginning. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, just a little... But you could probably still get away with that being a standalone movie, more or less. Oh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> uh, anyway, so Ripley wakes up. It's X number of years later should really check that fact. I didn't really write it down. About 70? 70, I think. Oh, 57 years later. Sorry, oh, I did write it down. Yeah.
1: Cool.
0: Uh, she wakes from Stasis. Um, her testimony regarding the alien is met with scepticism uh, amongst the Weyland-Yutani Corporation. Uh, she loses her space flight license as a result of questionable judgment mm-hmm. and finds out that her daughter, Amanda, is dead. Yeah. Um, uh, so, however, after contact was lost with a colony on LV-426, uh, the planet where the crew first encountered the alien eggs... Ripley uh, requested to go with a colonial marine detachment aboard uh, the UMSE Salako mm-hmm. uh, to the planet, where they find it's been infested by many aliens who wipe out most of the marines. Um, Ripley uh, engages, uh, takes command and engages the alien uh, and survives escaping with Corporal Dwayne Hicks, the, Andro- the remains of the android bishop, and mm-hmm. Newt, uh, a young girl who was rescued from the colony. Uh, back on board the Sulaco, they are attacked by the surviving alien queen, uh, in which uh, uh, Ripley sort of has one of the greatest iconic space battle. I fucking hate that word iconic, but I'm going to use it legitimately. Oh, no, it genuinely is. Yeah, yeah it totally <clears throat> is. When she dons her, um, her mech suit forklift truck yeah. and goes to battle against the alien queen.
1: Aliens is one of my favourite, turn your brain off. Films, yes. As in, like I can dip into it at any moment, yeah, and totally get what's going on because I've seen it that many times. Yeah, it's a favorite of mine. If I can't think of anything else to watch, oh, oh, hell yeah, that and the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the, the thing I think that deserves a bit more attention. I I see the thing as being cinema.
0: Oh yeah, you know, I agree if, with you. If you're you. gonna make that, yeah. the,
1: you know draw the line. And I'm, I I'm sorry, should...
0: I'm talking about the Alien franchise here as uh, as a whole. Sorry, oh, right, I, okay, well, the first three yeah. anyway. But what I, what I would say about aliens is that you can watch it like that, or you can watch it with your brain switched on. You will notice a hell of a lot of details oh, slips ta- under oh, the radar. Hell.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh
0: um, yeah. And I'm gonna I'm not gonna mention this particular thing that I noticed about it. Um, and the, the time that this movie came out, it's probably relevant to this. Um, but uh, I will come on to that later when we're talking about it. Eighty uh, six. Yeah.
1: I think it was James Cameron's first film after. Well, Mine, after Terminator. Oh, right. I think so. I think yeah. it was Terminator that like got him the job on Aliens.
0: Oh, okay. That's cool. I mean, I'm glad. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Um, I, forgot I, no, I forgot where I was. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of detail in Aliens that you, that you won't miss. There's a really interesting scene that, uh, during the course of my sort of rambling around the internet looking at this that I had never noticed before mm. or hadn't really thought about. But when Carter Burke is in uh, Ripley's apartment at the beginning of the film, he's kind of sat there and he reaches out and he starts fondling a piece of her clothing mm-hmm. under his hand and she whips it away from him. Yeah. And I, I must have seen that a million times, but I'd never really kind of got the whole kind of evasive, horrible, like oh yeah, he's there fondling her stuff, like, I mean, touch you, my things, you dirty boy. You,
1: you immediately just like... Burke is just a disgusting character immediately. But yeah. That whole, I work for the company, but I'm actually an okay guy. Yeah. Like, you don't fucking qualify that.
0: Maybe. Nah, nah. Anyone
1: nah. who says, I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Is a dickhead. Yeah. I know I'm kind of applying modern day internet nice guy things no, a little it, bit, but it's still, he just...
0: Show, don't tell mm. is, is, uh, is oh, always yeah. a relevant thing, you know?
1: Absolutely, yeah. You see him immediately, you see him and immediately his skin crawls. Just yes.
0: Like, uh, he's a slime uh, bag. Yeah. Um, So obviously The Alien Queen is defeated And they escape into hypersleep And then we go to Alien 3 And Alien 3 is a controversial one But I like it If David
1: Fincher had been allowed to make the film That he wanted to make It would have been fucking great Yes, It's got studio hampering All over it 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 as Alien 3
0: It's got fingerprints on it hasn't it It's been touched and, and, and messed with um, but it does have, I think, probably one of the more iconic again, not fucking first, but one yeah. of the more
1: iconic images of the <coughs> alien franchise: the
0: bald headed Ripley with the alien the right, alien next, right, to right to her next to, face. to yeah, all is, up in her face. Yeah, grill. and that comes up in my in my uh, strategies later on. Uh, I bring that up because I think that is an incredibly important uh, image, and the things that it spawned are mm. important. But yeah, so. Uh, mm-hmm. Ripley finds herself uh, awake and alone on the planet um, Fiona Fury or Fiorina, sorry, Fury One Six One, an abandoned foundry facility and now penal colony. Um, Hicks and you to laugh at penal then. <laughs> yeah. <that'll> <laughs> <be>. <laughs> and um, Hicks and Newt have been killed in their cryo chambers, and uh, Bishop has been chucked on the junk pile. Um, the the, the colony incredibly hostile to Ripley. It's made up of double X chromosome males who are all there for being murderers or rapists of women. That's fucking
1: British acting chops on it, though, man.
0: Uh, yeah, again, Th- it,
1: that fucking British character acting. It's brassed
0: off in space.
1: Yeah, it, it's brassed <laughs> off in space.
0: <laughs> it's about a bunch of working class criminals. Yeah. <laughs> who? Uh...
1: But like it, fucking.
0: Bossel oh, oh, Thwaite is in there. Oh, we forget Brian Glover's in it. Yeah, yeah. Ruba Control, Mr. Aaron <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: Charles Dance.
0: Charles Dance is in it. Um yeah. what's his name? Uh, Ralph Steadman. Is that his name? No, that's the guy who does the illustrations, isn't it, for um, Andrews Thompson. What am I thinking of? Danny uh, Ralph, the drug dealer. Ralph Brown. Ralph Brown, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um and hmm. Paul McGann.
0: Paul McGann is in it, yeah. Fuck. In a very weird role. Yeah, he's yeah. really weird and disturbing. Is he Golic Is that him? I think so, yeah. yeah.
1: But fucking, I never, it's, no. n- it's never sunk in that two-thirds of the main...
0: <laughs> With nail and I characters yeah. are in this film. Richard
1: Griffiths is in it. No, Richard,
0: Gr- <laughs> Richard awesome. Griffiths
1: was in it.
0: <laughs> mean to have you, Ripley. <laughs> he would have been
1: Oh, God. No, <laughs> oh, that's fucking Gross.
0: horrible. He would be the android in it. <laughs> no, you would be the voice of the <laughs> oh, alien. <laughs> the youth, I would weep in alien egg trambles.
1: <laughs> no, Richard Griffiths would be the alien. Oh, that would be great. But <laughs> well, the
0: voice of the alien. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely not great, by the way. That's not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to get that out there. Um, Yeah, and Do you (laughs)
1: hypersleep? Oh, you little (laughs) traitors.
0: Facehuggers are tarts. (laughs) Prostitutes of the human throat. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: Anyway, terrible...
1: completely insane. (laughs) Not only that, but he's a raving xenomorph.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Terrible Richard Griffith's uh, impressions aside. (laughs) Um... Because like that's maybe amused three people in our audience. You realise that, right? <laughs> our small but carefully crafted and growing audience. Uh, yeah. i yeah. now being slightly more alienated.
1: Um, our cultivated audience of six.
0: Yeah. Has been, <laughs> and has also been reduced by one. Alienated is another word for anal probing by uh, an alien, an ancestral <laughs> alien, alien probe. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, predictably. Something has got on the skate pod that they came down in and it's a face hugger and it gets inside a dog or a bull, depending on the version of the film. And it turns into an alien and it starts killing everybody because, you know, Ripley just there indicating everything around her going, this is my life now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um. I kip, then this, <laughs> and, and I, I kip again. Yeah. She's like a very bad Dracula. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so she uh obviously goes to battle with the alien, they don't have any weapons because it's a prison, mm-hmm. and they also don't really have any guards. I never could quite figure out if Brian Glover was also a murderer that had been.
1: I, I think the whole idea is they've just like they've stuck them there and just left left them with no means of getting out.
0: Yeah, because I, I feel that like um 85 and um and uh Mr. Mr. Aaron and Brian Glover's character are probably in the same way that Charles Dance is. they there for a bad reason. Like, oh yeah, yeah. There's no authority yeah, there except Ch- for the Dance.
1: society that they built themselves.
0: Yeah, Charles Dance's doctor is there because he what he got fucked and killed somebody or something. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Wasted. Yeah. So they they improvise some weapons, much like the first film. They fight the alien. Um, they nearly beat the alien. The company turns up. And then we find out that there is an alien inside Ripley. Mm-hmm. So Ripley sacrifices her life uh, to, um, to to stop the company getting their hands on a xenomorph specimen. And thus, we believe, the trilogy would end. Yep. And thus, basically for me, it does end.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because
0: that is the death of Ellen Ripley. Yeah. I will, however, occasionally just drop in a comment from Alien Resurrection in here. Because okay. although it's by far an inferior movie to the other three, it is still... The fourth best film featuring the Xenomorph or that universe that oh, we've yeah. seen, absolutely. Um, followed <laughs> by maybe Covenant, and then the Alien <clears> vs <versus> Predator <clears throat> movies, and then Prometheus. Maybe I mean,
1: it's it's quite fun <clears throat> with the, with the, the Joss Whedon script in it. You yeah,
0: know? I, I I thought Covenant wasn't awful; it just wasn't. On the same calibre. Oh, sorry. I was talking
1: about Resurrection. Oh, Resurrection, sorry. I fucking sorry. despise Covenant. Oh, you hate
0: Covenant, don't I you? I
1: hate Covenant
0: so much. It's stupid. And Prethius. Prethius is ridiculous, but I kind of... I don't know. I kind of got on board with Covenant a little bit. But yeah, um, Alien Resurrection, sorry, is yes decent. You know, it's not awful. It's just not the same calibre as, no, no. as as the, as the rest of the films. And also, it is a re- really weirdly different visual aesthetic.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, kind of. It's a lot more... Well, a more Blade Runnery? Yeah, you know it's, it's got got very like a...
0: French sci fi, actually. Yeah, yeah it is. There's it the is. elements of that from the director. But um, the, the scene which always sticks with me in that film, and it's nothing to do with anything, really, apart from the fact that it's amazing, is the scene where Ripley throws the basketball over her shoulder and. What do you call a score point in basketball? A dunk? A basket. <laughs> a basket. I think. A, I think
1: a dunk is a way of making a, a basket. basket. Okay. A dunk is when you like jump up and you. Oh yes, so is not a slam yourself.
0: dunk. That,
1: uh, I think a slam dunk is something else as well. I
0: don't, sorry, I haven't touched I'm, a basketball in like twenty-five years. I don't
1: think I've ever touched a basketball.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, they're very frightening balls. I
1: played, like you know, it was a sport that was kind of. Forced on me in school. Yeah. Still, I mean, I actually touched oh, the fucking do? ball at any point.
0: <laughs> Weirdly, I, I think I enjoyed <laughs> basketball more than any of the other sports. You're tall. That I play. I am tall. You're fucking tall. But also, um, I had a hoop outside my in my garden. Like my mother, my, or my father put one up on the wall. So okay. I had a basketball and I used to kind of you know. But you I still shot some B-ball. Shot some B-ball outside, outside of the house. The house. But I never got into it in any kind of way to watch it. You know.
1: No, no, I me mean, no, nah, me neither. And weirdly,
0: the American sport I watch the most of is fucking baseball. There's something relaxing about baseball.
1: Yeah. I can see that.
0: You used to be on it late at night like coming from the pub kind of half cut and yeah. i watch it.
1: Plus you're you're a big stat guy.
0: I like stats. You know, and I baseball think ba- is. baseball
1: I, I think lots of American sports are. Yeah. They're, they're all very kind of based on numbers and based on stats and
0: They recognise that that. everyone is a nerd but you have to some Americans want to hide that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You want to to harness a
0: masculine activity. Yeah,
1: you harness that nerdery. Yeah. Um... But yeah, the the I used to be a big American football fan. Oh yeah. Um, the one I like the most now is ice hockey. Ice hockey. Ice hockey is brilliantly brilliant. Ice hockey is yeah. great fucking fun to it's watch. It's probably
0: the only one of all the sports I've actually gone to see. Yeah. As well. Yeah, me
1: too. Yeah. Great fun live with ice hockey. How do we
0: get to this? Anyway
1: um, the basketball done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the
0: basketball so, basket. Yeah, so she throws the basketball <laughs> basket over her head uh, and in 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 one shot it just lands it goes straight into the basket and it 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 really happened. Mm-hmm. on set it was kind of like half ruined by Ron Perlman like losing his shit over it because like fair play that's fucking amazing yeah probably she couldn't do it again but <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> imagine I would love to have seen that I think that's great but anyway I might I might drop that in a bit cool. later on cool as fuck okay Um shall we go on?
1: yeah let's go on uh, so Sarah Connor is one of the main characters in the Terminator franchise uh, she's been played by Linda Hamilton in Terminators 1, 2, and the recent Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah. Amelia Clark in Terminator Genesis, And by Lena Headey in oh, uh, the yeah. Sarah Connor Chronicles. a,
0: a GOT... Um... Now... Do you mind if I pop a strep out of a bubble pop, pack? Pop away, mate. Um, we're, we're all ill here.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I uh, just want to clarify which Sarah Connor I'm going to be covering. Okay. Because Terminator, as anything with time travel as a major theme yes. goes, is a... Fucking nightmare in terms of like continuity and timelines. There are three Terminator timelines. Yeah. There's what well, like the James Cameron, Linda Hamilton timeline. Yeah. Um. Then there's the Termin- Terminator Genesis timeline, yeah. which is completely different, and the Sarah Connor Chronicles timeline, which kind of goes one to Sarah Connor Chronicles. So right. Just to clarify, we're dealing with the OG. This is all Linda Hamilton. Good. Uh, Sarah Connor in um. Uh, Terminate the One and Terminator the Two Judgment Day
0: that's great yeah because I
1: haven't seen Dark Fate and it's not out yet
0: I, I haven't seen Terminator Dark Fruits either
1: no, no Terminate the Strongbow Dark Fruits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Terminate the Terminator For Kids yeah okay so Sarah Connor was a student and waitress in 1984 Los Angeles yeah. when she begins to fear for her life after two other women who share her name are murdered in the same day within a couple of hours of each other okay um, she's rescued from the murderer while hanging out in that fucking amazing eighties nightclub technoir. Yeah, that I really want to go to. Yeah, because it seems like a metal bar. It does. Isn't yeah, looks really fucking cool. Um, rescued by seeming vagrant Kyle Reese. Uh, Reese tells her. Um, <laughs> I thought be described one day as seeming, seeming vagrant. Seeming vagrant. <laughs> um, um, Reese says that he comes from the future, uh, a war-ravaged future where he's one of the top lieutenants of her son. John Connor. Uh, John led the resistance movement against Skynet, an AI which becomes self-aware in two thousand. No, sorry, in nineteen ninety-seven, and wages an apocalyptic war against humanity. Uh-huh. Following the human victory, because I, I was rewatching Terminator yesterday, yeah. and I didn't realize. Oh shit! Yeah, they the humans win. They and, win. Yeah, and this is like the last offensive. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so Skynet uses time travel technology. It, it just go with it. Um, to send <laughs> a lone android um, T-101 model Terminator back in time to kill John Connor's mother, Sarah, yeah. before she can give birth to John and train him in the skills he will need to lead humanity to victory over the robots. Excellent. Um, Kyle and Sarah fall in love over the course of fleeing the Terminator. Um, it, it, it gets fucking creepy, weird, like, back to the future levels. Yeah. When there's, like, this weird bit where... Kyle is given a picture of Sarah in the future. Yeah. And he says, like, I fell in love with you right then. And then Gross. <laughs> Yeah, and there's a like, did he know he was gonna go back in time to have sex with her when he volunteered to sire John Connor in the future? Oh god, that's yeah, happens. yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, it's really fucking weird. Yeah. Um Uh yeah. Um so basically
0: so- he kind of, like, found a picture of, like, an, a woman. Like, it's like us finding a picture of a woman from, like, the 50s in, like, a in a box of possessions. It's a notebook. Yeah, it's a notebook of robots.
1: But it's not that he finds the picture. John Connor gives him the picture. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Here's a picture of my mom you can y- jack y- off to, y- you y- fucking weirdo. Have a,
1: have a picture of my mother, top lieutenant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's... <laughs> the bit where it where it comes up <laughs> is it just like um is there anyone special back in the future this is like after she's on board and he's teaching her how to make um like pipe bombs yeah and all pipe kind bombs of stuff. yeah um cause Sarah Connor is a terrorist we'll get to that in a second <laughs>
0: um oh there we go so, so the, mo- the most loaded phrase of our time <laughs> is a terrorist. terrorist
1: um so yeah and she asks him like is there anyone special back in the future and the answer after a bit of hedging is be- is pretty much yeah you. I got this picture of you that I like spaff to all the fucking time. It's like yeah, know? I got this um, hairbrush
0: where I picked your hairs out of it and I like glued into the head of a mannequin.
1: Yeah, um, occasionally like when your son and I need to gather for warmth if we're on like operations or something, <laughs> I'll pretend to shame Anyway, yeah, so so I volunteered to come back in time. Oh, no, like not so much to save. No. John Connor is to is sire him. Or at least I think, you know, that might be
0: what happens. What is, is his it? name again? Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese, yeah. He sounds like somebody we would have grown up hating.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, growing up, this doesn't click at yeah, all. Yeah. Because when I was watching it yesterday, I was like, oh, wait, so he's been jacking off over her for years in the future? When th- yeah. Anyway,
0: so- you got a feeling like the ten people were chosen for this mission... And, like, one by one, they mysteriously disappeared until John Connor's like, I really don't want to leave you alone with my mom, but we have no choice yeah. now.
1: <laughs> I can't do it for some reason.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm needed here.
1: Yeah. Um, so, um, Kyle dies while fighting the Terminator in a factory, and Sarah manages to crush the Terminator in a hydraulic press after fucking up his legs. The image of the Terminator rising up out of the, the truck... Wreckage after he chases them. Yeah, is just fucking amazing. Yeah, the Terminator is such a cool design. Yeah, and Terminator is fully included in that list of like the uh, slasher films. Oh of the yeah, 80s. absolutely. Yeah, it goes like Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Terminator. As yeah, same. Yeah, just because he's a robot <clears throat> doesn't make him any less of a yeah slasher. Of
0: basically, Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. And
1: Sarah Connor is like the ultimate final girl.
0: Yeah. In that well both of these characters yeah, are oh yeah yeah, yeah.
1: they to- totally are final girls but yeah um, the Terminator holds up like the fucking Dickens it is a great fucking film still yeah, skill. yeah. Um, so um, uh, managed to crush the Terminator a hydraulic press a pregnant Sarah then flees Los Angeles to develop the skills which she will need to teach John so he can lead the resistance in future making sure that she uh, gets her picture taken and yeah. that is the with picture street that is... vendor yeah, yeah sort of... street vendor kit yeah
0: here's a storm coming yeah. uh, <laughs> um... here's a picture that I know someone's going to masturbate to you... <laughs> later
1: <laughs> here's the spaff material oh. of my future <laughs> my very future
0: oh. <laughs> I'm enabling this yeah.
1: <laughs> so over the next 10 years or so, uh Connor becomes an immensely strong warrior uh, but her obsession with judgement day which is the machine's first nuclear attack on humanity, which kills three billion people. And her fanatical need to keep uh, John safe and train him have left her mentally unstable with a tenuous grasp of her own humanity. And PTSD will do that as well, I think. Um, Also, no detail has ever really gone into, into how she manages to develop these skills. Oh. But in Terminator 2, she is this fucking... Ginormous, jacked, amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Going.
1: To the point that, like, first day of filming, Arnie went, You're looking good.
0: <laughs> you know you got wow. it. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> That's all Christopher Walken. <laughs> um,
1: uh, yeah, so she lives off grid with her son to look after and train him, uh, but she's captured when she tries to blow up a computer factory. Terrorist! <laughs> Like
0: tries to fucking blow,
1: Ted Kaczynski. Yeah,
0: tries to blow up a computer, computer factory. Such an impotent way of stopping this. I know. I it's know. Like, it's like going it's down the... and like blowing up your local curries to stop people selling, like you know, <laughs> computer tech or something. Your local yeah, or, mobile phone shop.
1: Or it's like um, you know, attacking a mosque. <laughs> she's a fucking oh my god! Fucking white terrorist. Anyway, she
0: is, yeah, she really is. She um, is Oklahoma bomber herself. She
1: is uh, Timothy Comer. Uh, uh, she's separated from her son and institutionalized.
0: When someone licks her face.
1: Uh, yeah, it's fucking gross, man. That's so weird. That fucking asylum is.
0: Horrific. Yeah, it is a really bad asylum. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Now uh, her continued claims of the future being under threat from evil robots and you know the terrorist actions. Keep her behind bars uh, while John Connor lives with a uh, foster family. Yeah. Um, while there, she commits numerous acts of violence against the medical staff and attempts to escape many times. Don't fucking blame her. Yeah. Uh, during her final escape attempt, she encounters two Terminators. The uh, T-1000 upgraded liquid Terminator, which has been sent back in time to kill the now 10-year-old John Connor. And a reprogrammed T-101 model sent back in time by John's future self, to protect himself. <laughs> fucking time travel. Yeah. Although she is initially hostile to the 101. This is another fucking thing from Terminator. No, sorry, um, parallel with aliens. Like, initially hostile to the robot, but good relationship with another robot causes them to trust robots by the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's how the robots win. Mm-hmm. Also, hmm um- Also. they get isn't Vasquez John Connor's foster mom as well? Yes, she is. Yeah,
1: yeah. The the John uh, the James Cameron players. Yeah, um, yeah. Bill uh, Pullman Paxton. Paxton, yeah. Bill Paxton is the like Terminator's first kill in First Terminator. Oh, okay. He's one of the punks. Shit. Nice yeah. night for a walk.
0: <laughs> Some punks. <laughs>
1: um, although she's hostile to the T one hundred and one initially. She flees along with it and John to escape the advanced T-1000 as John and the machine form a father-son bond. After she has one of her recurring nightmares about Judgment Day, Sarah attempts to murder Miles Dyson, a programmer who will eventually create Skynet, using the technology left over from the original fucking Terminator Mm. that came back in time. Ah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Time travel.
1: Yeah, time travel. Um, She finds that she's unable to murder him in front of his family, though, and instead, persuades him to destroy his work and the remnants of the original Terminator alongside John and the T101. So she doesn't entirely lose her hu- humanity. Yes. Yeah. Um. After the trio defeats the T1000 in, I think it's like an Iron Works. I watch it. Some
0: kind of foundry is it? Yeah, it's yeah. Like a foundry.
1: It's like it's the standard action movie. It's the standard
0: 80s action movie yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Um.
1: It's like either that or a Hall of Mirrors.
0: Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah yeah um
1: so after that the t one thousand, sorry t one o one decides to destroy itself, so none of the technology will remain uh, Sarah gains respect for the machine and looks to the future with more hope than she Excellent. had initially um there's a deleted scene where like an elderly Sarah Connor is um watching John on t v who is now a um
0: or oh, senator I, now a senator yeah I get it. this yeah. and, and
1: that's where it ends in a world
0: without Skynet okay even
1: though like shouldn't John have like disappeared if Judgment Day isn't gonna happen
0: yeah. or
1: something I, I fucking time travel
0: what happened to his creepy mate that 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 sired him as well
1: yeah exactly and that's like another like I think it's in the script but it's not actually filmed about where she um contacts a private detective to try and find Kyle Reese oh or something along those lines
0: gross okay
1: it's so like the timeline if you look into it for a second Terminator franchise gets real fucking well weird.
0: yeah I mean any any time travel franchise falls apart
1: but still as films both that same that same principle like Terminator is, isn't is that much of like a, a cinematic masterpiece or anything like that but it's yeah. a fucking great genre film it is yeah absolutely and, and Terminator 2 is possibly one of the best action films i ever made. Oh, um,
0: yeah, yeah, without a doubt. <clears throat> I, um, I, I'm, not a very, I'm not as au fait with the Terminator franchise as I am with the Alien franchise. I have seen the second Terminator film, and I have watched the first Terminator film through cultural osmosis, right. in that it's been on the television, once I've been in places that it's been on, and I've seen enough of it to know what the plot is, but probably have never seen it in order, and I basically haven't seen any of the other Terminator films because just the dire sort of... Um, Reviews have always kept me away.
1: Yeah. Terminator 3 is not good.
0: <laughs> no. Uh,
1: Terminator Salvation is not good. No. And after that, I was kind of like, I don't think I want to watch any more Terminator films.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just leave it. I mean, first two. I, don't, I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of milking a franchise, especially where it's quite a central premise. Like, you could totally get away with it with, like, Star Wars or even the, with Aliens to a certain respect, but maybe not as much because there's a scope for it.
1: There is a wider world. Yeah. So, like in Alien, there's very much the idea that this is one story in a universe exactly. where there is this corrupt company yeah. that is doing all this biological warfare shit and wants this alien yeah. to be able to, you know, as a weapon. Yeah. He wants this yeah, alien yeah. as a weapon. Here are the various ways that it gets it. Yeah. And like, one of the reasons I dislike Prometheus and Alien Covenant so much is like I don't fucking care how that. Starts.
0: Yeah, we shouldn't ever know. Yeah, I don't want to know. Because we would never know.
1: Yeah, because we would never know. Yeah, and you wouldn't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah, in the same, it's like the Rob Zombie Halloween films. Yeah, I don't fucking care how Michael Myers starts.
0: I just care that he's there. He's he's there. Yeah, we. You just need a legend. Yeah, exactly. You, You don't need to see. The the, you know, the genesis of it all, if you'll excuse the pun there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's like, I accept your premise. I'm with you for the ride. Yeah. You don't need to
0: over-explain it to me. And I think things just become a lot more treasured if you just leave them where they are. Oh, yeah. I know that, obviously, there was that the unsuccessful sequel to The Thing that happened. Mm. And, obviously, you have the The Thing from another world as well. But the reason why The Thing is so great for me is it is this is the whole world that I can see yeah. you know, around me. There's not like the thing versus I don't know the blob or something you know it, it's, it's just in there I mean Well the whole
1: thing with the thing if you've found the thing yeah. is it, that it it occurs in the most fucking remote place you can yeah. be while still being on Planet Earth, yeah. and it is huge
0: this is you know, pretty rich coming from us, it, considering what we do. I,
1: I, I know, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah.
0: But still, yeah, yeah. I get, I get, what, you know, I it's, get what you're it's saying. It's
1: perfect in that because it's isolated. Yeah. And it is just this one group's battle. Yeah. To prevent it from becoming a bigger thing.
0: Yeah. You to know? be honest with you, I think the Way Make Things Fight podcast uh, format is a much better way of exploring a lot of these things than actually having whole films about aliens and predators fighting. Oh
1: fuck yeah, they're both awful.
0: Yeah, they're, they're terrible films. Um... Not that I'm not against the crossover. No, I'm not in, against the crossover.
1: Um, like, I mean, the Alien versus Terminator, uh, sorry, Alien versus Predator games are fucking
0: great. Well, that's another good Some, format to explore it in. Yeah, though.
1: in a game, it's a fucking great format to yeah. explore it. Robocop versus Terminator answering, was a great game.
0: Yeah, answering the questions of who would win in a fight, and then this again, this is coming from us. Mm. Should be something that is explorable, and like I always say to people who ask about this: Oh, I didn't agree with this person winning this fight. Like it's, these fine. are never about the people who win. This is it's about the friends you make along the way. Yeah,
1: and it's like if it, the friends are us. If it, yes, we are your friends. That's how podcasts work. <laughs> it's like having friends when you don't have them. Um, don't tell
0: them they don't have friends.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's like don't accept our word as the fucking be all on end all on no, any of these debates. No, the we're exploring these things. Yeah. yeah, we're exploring them. It, it's an excuse for us to, like, try and entertain people with the kind of nerdy shit conversations yeah, we'd to, be having anyway.
0: Yeah, exactly. To let you kind of explore these paths to... Setting a three-act movie that costs $150 million um, to definitively answer the question, mm-hmm. but in such a way that it can still be ambiguously sort of wormed through for a sequel...
1: 'Cause with things it's like, never the
0: best format, I don't think. With
1: things like this, a film kind of makes it canon. Yes. Because there's a big decision yes. making process there and it visualises it far more strongly than yeah. just this can or that even in the way a game or yeah. comic or a novel or something like that. Oh can. for sure, yeah. I mean it even sequels it. do this. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It but sets it in stone more somehow.
0: It, it, is, um, it is something that we kind of have to we have to kind of tread and trade carefully on as we do this. Because, you know, we are essentially doing this for lols. They're doing it for huge cash prizes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. We should go into this fight. Yeah, we probably should, shouldn't <laughs> we? Let's do it. Okay. Before
1: we start strength. Yeah. Um, so, Produ- uh, producer Kath has been having this recurring dream lately. Oh. Where the two of us are engaged in a silly walk contest.
0: So okay. You,
1: you and me. So, it has to be in public, yeah, um, so like not in not in a pub or anything like that, but actually outside right, um the more people that see it, the better right, and if anyone approaches you to ask you about it, you lose points. I don't know how the scoring system works,
0: I'll I get I'll
1: get more details this, uh so you tell me about this as I left
0: it becomes um, marginally more don't... horrifying each point you make, yep, we have any control over this, oh. Wow. I mean, i get
1: more more ground rules.
0: Yeah, and, uh, find out. Uh, I'll
1: find out some more.
0: I've got a horrible feeling this is going to turn real.
1: Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. Uh. I'm up for it. I, <laughs> I have no sense of shame.
0: I I, I lost it. it in 2019. I thought you lost it in Vietnam.
1: <laughs> well, I went there and it was lovely. It in <laughs>
0: okay,
1: uh, strength.
0: Okay, do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. So, um, in terms of the feats of physical strength that, yeah. um, that Sarah Connor carries out, um so she's spent like ten years um training herself physically. She's got the physique to match it. Uh Linda Hamilton herself uh had personal training for three hours a day, six days a week for thirteen weeks in the okay. building to training. This is a typically James Cameron thing to fucking. Yeah,
0: do. it is, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um she, she trained most intensively in weights and judo. Ooh. And as I said earlier, Arnie gave her a very uh, a compliment on first day of filming yeah. together. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the in terms of the acts of physical strength we see her carry out, she beats the shit out of her asylum guards pretty often.
0: She does, yeah. Um. <clears throat> so
1: yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You can see that she's very
0: physically. Yeah, prepared. yeah, definitely. Um, I, I in response to that, I would say that. Ripley's biggest strength is just how normal and ordinary she is. Uh, she's not hyper-powered like so many sci-fi heroes, male or female. And mm. true, you know, she's got some snazzy skills, but these skills are generally believable skills for that particular person. Mm-hmm. Um, she's obviously skilled with the uh, the power loader, which I imagine is a, a bit of a physical sort of task or something that doesn't look it like doesn't it's easy. It doesn't look easy. Yeah. No, no, it looks hard. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, She's obviously trained, she's gone through a training course to use this thing. So yeah. she's she's been trained by a company for lots of things. And the Stromo isn't the Starship Enterprise. Uh, you have it's rough around the edges and there's lots of manual stuff to do with it. It's climbing ladders and, and and doing hatches and you know there's, but, there's but no one manual look, work in her
1: But no one looks peak physical strength.
0: No. And this will be addressed actually right. um, uh, in a moment.
1: Yafet Koto does not look like a fit man.
0: No, 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 he's not.
1: And Harry Dean Stanton was falling apart then.
0: I agree with you. I think Yafet Koto, he's a big dude, though. Mm. Because Yafet Koto, he's supposed to punch the alien, doesn't he? He That's right. (laughs) Um, Harry Dean Stanton is, is another thing altogether. But he also could just have, like waxy skinny yellow skin, yellow waxy skinny man strength oh wiry <laughs> yeah kind of wiry old man yeah yeah, get yeah. off me strength <laughs> it's like how are you crushing my wrist with your bony hand yeah <laughs> the, the
1: kind of guy who was taught at a very young age the handshake is a measure of a man yeah so yeah. has been doing nothing but working on the yeah
0: he's the kind of kid who at 8 years old was made to like box older men for, for, for cash <laughs> for by pennies. his father yeah
1: yeah Carries <laughs> can <laughs> carry stuff in a bindle around we're in the far future by the
0: way yeah exactly (laughs) and this is also addressed in the in this uh in this point
1: i travel the galaxy on space box (laughs) cars
0: they are (laughs) so my argument here is um that uh this is you know ripley's not necessarily a physic physically powerful character i don't i don't think that she kind of could match that kind of like gorilla strength that the, Not gorilla, gorilla. Yeah, I, mean, I know, what you're mad. I'm not, not implying that she's a gorilla in any way she will fall. <laughs> um, that, that, uh, that Connor sort of develops. Uh, but, you know, they both start off at a similar kind of stature. And um, with Ripley, it's stamina and determination, I think, that, that really kind of buys into this. Mm-hmm. Um which obviously is an important component of strength. Yeah. Uh, and in Weaver's own words about the character, she goes from being a thinking person into being an instinctive person. Okay. And like she knows how to act from moment to moment, which obviously plays slightly into her intelligence as well, but you know, I'll cover that in more detail later. Yeah. You know, Sarah obviously starts as, as a damsel in distress and then becomes a beefcake.
1: I wouldn't even say that she starts that much as a damsel in distress. Now, that was always my initial thought. Yeah. She is like on the verge of being killed by the Terminator but she fights from the
0: very first start oh yeah start. they both they both survivors yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. very much so yeah but you know ripley grows up in a corporate capitalist state um she has she's lucky enough to have talents that the state can embrace and use she's a thinker she's somebody who is so so, so you say she's her, a fucking her, astronaut yeah yeah <laughs> yeah know?
1: okay yeah
0: <clears throat> um <clears throat> uh, so she yeah, she's a cool cerebral type who's you know transformed herself into more of a warrior archetype. Mm-hmm. Um I and I think that these sort of elements you know come together. She she picks up the marine stuff really quickly. And I'm not just talking about the leadership qualities that, that I will come on to later that she obviously shows. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, she's not she doesn't pick up the gun and just start like pumping off shots. She's not like a princess Leia figure. No, there is a whole thing to of like teach, birth.
1: teach me how, teach to, me do how this. to use this. I don't know how to fucking yeah. do this. You're, I'm going to need it. Yeah, she is
0: yeah. the 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 analogy of you know teaching a man to fish and he'll, he'll eat fish forever. Ah, yes, that famous quote. It's a Trevor J. Williams, our friend, does a joke where he says, um, "If you." Um, if you give a man a fish you eat for a day if you teach a man to fish he'll bore you to death with fishing stories Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life Um, I like
1: fishing stories I like a fishing story actually
0: (laughs) it depends how much how many of them you're subjected to of a day though
1: oh that is true yeah Yeah. I can can probably handle one maybe two yeah if if something really extraordinary happened on that second one
0: yeah exactly
1: Um, so I took strength a bit more literally in the like she is just Physically no, fucking strong. I, I agree. She's, she has spent the past ten years honing herself physically, yeah. and to to a certain extent mentally as well. Yes. But along with the strength comes you know, the weapons training that she has as well. Yeah, with it, yeah. Um, again, Linda Hamilton herself actually went through this, yeah. and it was one of the reasons that she didn't want to do Terminator Three because it was fucking hard.
0: Yes. I and I, I agree with you, and I think that my response to that, like kind of, you know, in my reading your bio, uh your sort of character bio online to get my idea of what I was gonna go with this, mm. is that I think my most sort of my best offense really uh for uh, Ripley's character is that um like I said, she is a character who goes like she's not she's not a soft character to start with.
1: Oh no, she's a fucking space trucker. She's,
0: yeah, she's a space trucker. She's she's I'm probably grown up in a really shitty world. Yeah. And you have to defend Well, the, ruled by this yourself. horrible
1: company and yeah. like with really strong militarism in it as well.
0: Oh yeah, you know, um, incredibly so the fact that the the US Marine Corps can be deployed by a corporation. Yeah. It is, is very telling.
1: Whereas I think that so Sarah Connor does start out as kind of being a bit of an archetype. Yeah. In that um, she is advertised as being, uh, advertised, introduced as being as cuddly as possible. She rides a more bed. Yeah. You know, she's not the best waitress. Um,
0: <laughs> Luckily, that like, doesn't come up as well. It <laughs> doesn't come up. <laughs> yeah. no.
1: um, she's not like um, particularly lucky in love or anything like that. She's a normal, normal girl.
0: Standard person, Making yeah. her
1: way. As soon as adversity rears its head, she starts fighting, and she yeah. doesn't stop fighting. And, know, that, and that fight is taken to ex- to the extreme that it's mirrored in her body. She builds herself to be a fighter yes. and a trainer. So I'm, she just builds herself to be the warrior archetype.
0: I, I mean, I think basically on that ground, I will concede to you on this one, because... Um, they, as... Ju- I mean, just in their sort of character, their strength... And that, and oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, strength of character. Yeah, well... But that's not what we're no, talking no, about. No, it. It's physically...
0: I mean, you know, as in their characters, not as in their character, mm. as in the, the oh, both right. of the people in the film. physically. They Actually, both have physically. a similar journey whereby they are... It's the hero's journey where you're forced yeah. into having to become something different to survive. Yeah. Uh, but you you are right in the um, Linda Hamilton, uh, Sarah Connor... I, I, constantly badly interchangeably use their names and oh, it's so, so, all so
1: right. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: she's definitely had a, had the most military. She's had 10 years military training. I don't think Ripley beats that. Ripley is asleep for most of her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah <laughs> and yeah, um, uh, yeah so it doesn't have the same degree of training. Like, I, I would if you put the both of them together um I I reckon that they would you know it work together in in a very compatible way oh yeah both of them together yeah but yeah we're fucked you know if they're against us we're fucked you know absolutely as as a species possibly even yeah Um, but yeah uh, alone I will give this point to Sarah Connor
1: thank you very much it's quite (laughs) alright she'll be delighted (laughs)
0: So agility-wise, I know we're going to keep this fairly succinct because we've played a lot into it already, yeah. but we are going to go for this point because they're physical characters. Um, Ripley, like I said, is a commercial astronaut. She's done, she had training for that. Uh, she's a commercial astronaut, brevet Marine commander. I, do, I have to wonder what the
1: physical trials are like. Oh, yeah. For
0: a commercial astronaut? Yeah. Well, the ship's got artificial gravity. Yeah. Right? I, this comes up again later for me uh, in intelligence. She's got artificial gravity... And it's got... They're a lot faster than Starships are today. But apart from that, the technology they use and the food replication, which sounds gross.
1: Oh, yeah. That, that never sounds good in yeah. any kind of sci-fi. Yeah.
0: But apart from that, the technology is largely 80s technology that they're using. I
1: don't i love the aesthetic the, the yeah green, the green on black yeah yeah i love, yeah. I love that
0: look. i love the the, the keyboards that go clack, 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 when oh, you, yeah you type them you know yeah. but um the intelligence aspect of it i wish i'm going to come on to later also covers the elements of this i won't go too deeply into this but you're gonna to have to have an mm. element you to to think there's a physical involved in this at least like there's mm. going to be more training to be a commercial astronaut than there is to be like a cop uh,
1: or a trucker
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah fair point oh that, that said When it becomes as normal as just trucking. Yeah. Is that the case?
0: Yeah, but you've got to remember, like, if you're working in an office, like, the gravity's never suddenly going to switch off and you're never going to have to, like, you know, learn to attach yourself to walls and climb up the ceiling to put a power cell back into place. There are... There are hazards so, in there, of course, yeah, like yeah, there are this is like oil, oil rig kind of worker kind of stuff. Oh know? yeah,
1: fair point. That's yeah. Pro- yeah, that's probably is the best.
0: Yeah, kind of you, an-
1: analogy to it, isn't it? It's like working in the Antarctic, or yeah. So or imagine Reagan.
0: she's pretty agile. Like you know, you wait, this zero g, g training is going to have to be part of this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah fair point. Um, you, if you're a marine, you know, a, she's a brevet marine sergeant, admittedly, but she takes to it like a duck to water. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the third one, you know, she said she's a, she's a guerrilla leader. She's, like, in her strength. she's shown to be relatively normal sort of uh, levels of agility. She can run, she can evade, she can operate a big forklift suit. Um, and either her, or a clone of her at least, can uh, score a, a basket through a hoop Does over not her shoulder from count. half a court away in one shot.
1: Does not fucking count. You know i say it is?
0: I just clone, want to drop it in there.
1: You, you do like to mention it. <laughs> yeah. that, that clone has also got alien blood and is, like... It's not, it's, the, the, we're, we're it it's not her. I know. We're discounting it because it's not her. I know. So Sarah Connor um, is able to outrun the T-1000. Which yeah, that's can, good. He's which, fast. Yeah, which can keep pace with the car. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much in the only like time you see her like running. I mean, she runs all the fucking time. Um, but Whoa. in the first Terminator, she just runs at a normal pace. Yeah. And in Terminator 2 she runs in accordance with someone at peak physical condition
0: yeah so she's also a judo expert and a so judo expert involves agility
1: oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah. I mean Linda Hamilton was the, no, pretty good at judo by this point yeah but I mean Sarah Connor like I said she gives as good as she gets in yeah. terms of her abusive asylum guards yes and beats the shit out of that Um, that psychiatrist who kind of looks like um, Jeffrey Tambor a little bit but is isn't oh, him oh
0: yeah yeah, I think yeah. I vaguely remember this guy from other things in in the, the 80s as well. He, he I had to come back a, and check out who he is.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a standard 80s creepy ball guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, with like slightly purpley lips, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, okay, I think that this is a tough one because it's hard to... Kind of justify because like obviously a lot of the stuff I'm talking about here with Ripley is adjacent to what we're actually seeing on screen. Yeah, we just have to make a series of assumptions that these are going to be things which affect uh, her, her her agility and her strength. Like,
1: oh yeah, of course. I mean, in terms of Sarah Connor, yeah. there's a ten year gap. Yes, and because you don't know what the training she had actually amounted to, and how she managed to balance that with also teaching John how to hack and Lockpick and things, yeah. things like and, that. And skills yeah, that he develops. skills, of course. Yeah, with the skills that he um, develops. So, like the last thing we see of her is she is driving towards Mexico. Um, after that, like she then crops up in this insane asylum, built like a brick shit house, um, with all of this weapons training and the ability herself to hack and pick locks and all like that. Yeah, that she has. yeah. So like, there's a lot of Like, in the 80s especially, there's a lot of shit you can get involved in down in fucking South America. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Um, Leading it back into my uh, Sarah Connor was a terrorist thing. Yeah. Um,
0: So, I mean, can we say then, with agility, that this might be a drawable kind of round? Because we have a fairly good idea of what these people can be doing, Yeah. but we don't have a great deal of solid evidence. Yeah, we don't
1: actually... We can't 100% state, so yeah. I'm un- happy to chalk that up
0: to a, a zero both sides. As am I. Great stuff. Oh, yeah. Intelligence. Damn it, I just made a little noise at I, the beginning of that. You, you did,
1: and then said, now you're ready. Yeah. I sorry. can't edit any of that out now. No, out no, we're, we're keep, stuck we're with this. this. We're, we are
0: professionals. We're on, like? Can we just go, but... intelligence?
1: Yes, there we go. Start again, intelligence. <laughs> um, so, Sarah Connor, has, she's got a strong tactical mind, mm-hmm. and she is very skilled... In things like I just mentioned, you know, lock picking, hacking. Yeah. She has skills that require her mind as well as her body. Um, and she was would have successfully escaped the asylum. She was out before she bumps into the T one hundred one in Terminator. Yeah. Um, doesn't actually mention what she's a stu- student in either, but she is waitressing to. You know, she's got that level of education.
0: It would be clown college,
1: right? could be clown college. <laughs> yeah, you need skills to be a clown. You do need man. skills. Could you to a ride clown. a fucking unicycle? I can't
0: ride a tiny you, bike. You either. can't ride a tiny no. bike. Do you know how to juggle? No, I don't.
1: See, don't knock clowns because I won't. they'll come and eat you. Yeah, they'll kill in your you. bed, they will kill you dead. Um, and she's like got this level of, inte- of intelligence where even when her legs are fucked, she still has the presence of mind to lure the Terminator into the hydraulic press so that she can kill it. Yeah, she manages where highly trained, we assume, future pervert is unable to. His main tactic is to go after it with a pipe,
0: you know? (laughs) Oh, Bean. (laughs) Oh,
1: oh, Mikey. Um, However, her trauma and PTSD and the lifestyle that she lives for the 10 years leading up to Terminator 2 does lead her to make some impulsive decisions.
0: Yeah, okay. To
1: commit... Terrorist actions Yeah I'm not saying that makes her stupid But it does Mean that maybe she lacks Judgment
0: Okay Shall
1: we say So there's the The attack on the computer factory Yeah Which causes her to get incar- incarcerated And then the attempt on the life of Miles Dyson Yes um, Which is what leads the T-1000 to them Yeah And she needs to be Kind of talked down Off the bridge from that Yeah So Not saying that she isn't Clever. Mm -hmm. Just saying that her experiences Mm -hmm. have led her to have some lapses in judgment throughout her life. Yeah, I get you. Something that I can't, you know, these are two things I can't ignore.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Ripley, this is a strong suit. She's got book smarts and emotional smarts.
1: Yes, this is definitely And one
0: of the things I think is quite interesting, I want to bring this up. I didn't want to bring this up really because it's just a bit of an annoying thing. But obviously the character of Ripley was originally written as a man. I didn't know that. Yeah, and they flipped it, and Ridley Scott said he wanted to cast a woman in the role. Mm-hmm. But he was good enough to leave it as it was. And then that character has never, ever been kind of questioned as being like a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, as an incredibly talented actor, has always played her as a just ordinary woman yeah. in an extraordinary situation. And like I said, it's like I don't want to really super bring that up, but people will kind of you know niggle about that on online forums you know it's mm. uh, supposed to be a man but I, I don't think at any point it doesn't you feel matter. like that no. exactly yeah
1: I, I think pretty much all the all agendas could be swapped
0: yeah interchangeably. well interestingly enough isn't um what's the name of the other uh, woman in the crew of the Nostromo whose name escapes me now uh,
1: can tell me the actress's name yeah Kat, go right
0: with. yeah Nancy Carter oh, no Nancy Carter that's Lisa
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, something right,
0: Yeah, I do know that's really weird because I just read all these names like today. Um, there's a, there's a something on screen in, in Aliens that shows that she was born a man. Oh, okay. Yeah, so number of the details in Aliens that you check out for. Oh. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's
0: the future. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. I mean, this. I the I think the general idea is that um, Lambert. Lambert. Joan of Lambert. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the the general idea is that. You know, this is a future whereby human life is, is generally reduced down to your functionality as uh, a member, you know, is, is your ability to work. Yeah. This or, is yeah. Like a corporate capitalist horror future, you Yeah, know? that's this it. It's a bit like today. Uh,
1: it, yeah. There, yeah. That, there is that hint in Alien that, like, actually, the world itself is kind of shit it's, as well. It is
0: pretty grim, yeah.
1: Because all they talk about is bonuses and money that you're yeah, going to get yeah, as well. Yeah. That yeah, this it is this capitalist future nightmare world. Yeah, yeah. And
0: like the sort of the interfriend the friendships between the crew and the Nostromo, especially like there's a lot of sort of that's like just like little craft things in their lives that that really don't hold you know, that much kind of water. Yeah. They they're all there together. They're trying to kind of get on with each other, but the dudes are all like putting pin ups all over the walls and stuff as yeah. well.
1: But it's um and like I think that the bit where Ash tries to choke her with a porn mag yeah. would definitely have like a different resonance if Ripley was a man. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, I got points. Sorry, yeah, were you going Um.
1: But yeah, just on on this, I mean, it's obviously more heavily leaned on that she's a woman in Aliens.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: Well, you know, it's the main thrust of it is that yeah, motherly instinct to protect. And,
0: and Alien Three too, but yeah. there 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 is there are caveats to that too. So um, yeah, obviously, it's Ripley's strongest core attribute, the thing that will uh, lead to her strongest learned skill. Uh, which I will come on to in a later point mm-hmm. uh, but base level Ripley is a trained officer again in a commercial space vehicle a role that would uh, assume uh, we would require required examination conditional training mm-hmm. advanced problem solving etc space travel in aliens is hard
1: oh yeah and it's also the presence of mind to fucking not let the alien onto the ship
0: yes yeah I'll come on to that too yeah, yeah. That's my conclusion.
1: She she is...
0: (laughs) Sorry. That's all right. Um, You could
1: argue she's the one fucking clever person on the Nostromo. In the entire franchise. Yeah, Yeah, in the entire franchise.
0: Um, But no... I, we've covered all what I was going to say about artificial gravity and your know, general comforts lacking there's a lot of special specialized knowledge required to be a, a crew of one of these these vessels um, she's also able to pilot a spacecraft uh, as we see with her uh, piloting the narcissist mm-hmm. um, to you know, some degree uh, she's an expert with the with the power loaders oh, yeah uh, she you know she could drive an APC to some degree I mean yeah. I'm sure she would be just fine driving APC but you know she had to you know drag it down the corridor to get away mm-hmm. and in fact that's a big turning point because the pilot in the apc that shows her to have excellent problem solving and leadership skills that earn her the trust of the marines that she saves yeah. as a result of it um she takes over from gorman's purely sort of book smarts leadership and commands by example now her authority is entirely earned she yeah. has no official ranking on this mission at all whatsoever so the only reason that she's in charge is she's smart enough to co-opt hicks Who's obviously, the smartest marine, yeah. As the, well, the, she was, a, the she was a, leader then, she was a consultant, yeah, exactly. You know, she had she has about as much influence as Carter Burke does, except that you know he's got the cash behind him, yeah, the, the money aspect of it, yeah. Um, interestingly, as well, uh, another point that, that I spotted today that I wouldn't have previously thought about, um, about authority being earned, um, is that she. Uh, you know, she's only there because of her experience, in you know, mm-hmm. consultant role. But she is a little bit like Legasov from Chernobyl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in that um, she earns the Marines <laughs> trust, she saves them, and uh, she uses um, uh, their structure to keep the the status quo by letting Hicks lead. But you know, obviously, bringing uh her into a sphere of trust. She's also um, the she's basically the anti-Hudson. He's yeah. there freaking out. You're game over, man, and she's there coming up with solutions. Cool. Yeah,
1: cool, Karma collected. Yeah. And um, to... so, one of the things that I've never quite gotten about the alien franchise is whether, like, the existence of aliens is a known and accepted thing.
0: Yes, because, this is a whole bug hunt.
1: Yeah, yeah, is this just another bug hunt? Now, that suggests to me that it's like Marines go on these wild fucking goose chases for aliens all the time.
0: Yeah, I've always. Kind of, I've, I've never thought that this was, I, I've always thought that this was the first contact situation then for, mm. for most people. I always assumed that bug hunts would be like a military term mm. for like, you know, weeding out insurgents from like warrens, you know, from like facilities or hidden in asteroids.
1: Yeah, but Gorman refers to it as um xenomorph. Yes. It gives it his actual name. It's the first time that's ever mentioned.
0: Well, I think that well, xenomorph obviously is a generic term. It's a Greek term made up of the words foreign and form. Um, uh, okay, so it so might just it's, be a
1: generic term for an alien. Exactly, yeah. Right. It's a
0: scientifically accepted term for for a non-terrestrial biological entity. Okay. Um so I've never thought that xenomorph is the name of the race. It is literally just the um the, the a scientific term. Okay. Like the the the, the whaling scientific term okay. for that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think that they are aware of aliens. I think that maybe that they've possibly found evidence of alien culture, maybe, mm. or, like, frozen corpses in an asteroid, you know? Yeah, we, yeah. Something could have happened. We just... And we obviously know it secretly. The company, know the about company knows about them. The company knows about them. Yeah. But, yeah, on a general level. Anyway, um, so where am I? Uh, she's also, yeah, the Auntie hudson uh, She is... Uh, who, and Hudson kind of acts as a proxy for us like we would be shitting our pants and oh, screaming yeah, absolutely. you know yeah yeah uh, in a situation and also what's... like his overconfidence at the
1: beginning of it as yeah, well exactly. yeah exactly just in terms of oh well these you know these marines they're going to be like yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Ripley acknowledges Hudson's feelings but goes about uh, goes about her sort of day by solving the problems as opposed to freaking out by them uh she also uses the lighter to activate the sprinkler system to, rec- to rescue her and New from uh, Burke's trap, yeah, um, she, and she spots again, like Lagasso from Chernobyl, that um, firing their weapons under the thermal heat exchanger will uh, kill them. Will, all. Yeah, will kill them all, and oh, cause yeah. the reactor to kill everybody in the room. Yeah, Most, <laughs> just little references. Sorry. Um, <laughs> she comes up with a strategy, and this is what is like this coming at '86, which was the same year as Chernobyl, isn't it? Yeah. What did they know, man? <laughs> Maybe there is something to this whole American <laughs> plot to destroy Chernobyl. <laughs>
1: Jesus.
0: Um, uh, she comes up with the strategy as well also that saves that ultimately saves the prison in Alien 3 uh, and most importantly of all um, if she hadn't have been overridden by Ash in Alien there would have been no Alien problem oh no
1: yeah absolutely at all yeah
0: you know yeah no Aliens It's that
1: like the classic horror movie thing yeah. of like it could
0: have ended yeah there we assume the Hadley Hope business would have still happened but mm-hmm. she would have not been part of that no no <laughs> yeah so, yeah, and, you know, again, and I don't want to attack this on the end because her emotional intelligence throughout is what puts mm-hmm. her in charge of that Marine Corps, is what helps <clears> her <throat> navigate that incredibly hostile environment of the prison and, and the, saves Newt and brings Newt yeah. on, who turns out to be something who ultimately adds and helps to the, you know, to the team.
1: I think the, the difference between Sarah, Connor, and uh, Ellen Ripley when it comes to the attachment to children as well yeah. In that it's John Connor who causes Sarah Connor to make these rash decisions in order to protect him from yeah. the future. Yeah. Whereas it's Newt acts as like a catalyst for Ripley. To, yes. to get more into it and yeah. to learn. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't become about her self-preservation. It becomes about protecting the, the exactly. And it motivates them in these different ways as well. Okay. I mean, spoiler alert. You know, I'm conceding the shift out of intelligence to. That's all right. To, um, to Ripley. Let's yeah, chalk definitely.
0: this one up. Yeah. Give Ripley her first point of the round.
1: Okay, resilience.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we're not going to argue that both Ellen Ripley and Sarah Connor go through a fucking shit ton.
0: It's why they're here in this yeah, fight right it is. now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. their resilience is basically yeah. why they're here. Um, but I would like to posit that Sarah Connor has the edge, Ooh. slightly. So, I'm just going to go through a list of things that um, Sarah Connor goes through okay. like the the Terminator franchise so so there's the initial pursuit by an android mega killer who's strong relentless impervious, mostly impervious to damage able to like impersonate voices and stuff like that um, the, then there's the discovery that her and her child are central to the survival of humanity after she's kidnapped by a possibly crazy person while being pursued by this me- android mega killer okay uh, the Terminator murders her mother. At one point, like I forgot yeah. about that bit. Yeah. Like, okay. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. He goes to her cabin where she was going to go next. Murders her mother and impersonates her to try and lure her there. Yeah. Um. Then there's the discovery and very soon thereafter, the death of the love of her life. You know the yeah. guy who was spaffing over a picture of her in the future. Yeah. Um, then life on the run while raising son and training herself and him to be leaders killers and warriors Uh Uh, then there's the committal to a corrupt mental institution for a number of years where she is drugged and physically abused second pursuit by an even more advanced version of the uh, android mega killer yeah Uh, losing her connection to humanity through trauma and PTSD causing her to almost murder a completely innocent man yeah Um, forced to then murder her son's emerging father figure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is all the while she's undergoing nightmares and just impending visions of of apocalyptic doom. Okay. Um, Now, I'm not going to say that Alan Ripley didn't go through comparable shit. Yeah. But at least she got to sleep in between (laughs) every single... ...eventuality of the shit that she went through.
0: Right, okay. I, I, I accept that, but I do not really accept cryo-sleep as real sleep. I think that it is literally just like putting yourself in a freezer. I don't think it's the same thing. Um, no, but... But, you know... She's... We...
1: So, for the the limbo period, we call it? Yeah. So, if we talk about the limbo periods between, like, alien and aliens, which is when she's in cryo-sleep. Yeah, the limbo period for Sarah Connor between Terminator and Terminator 2 Judgment Day yeah. is that she's being tortured while she tries to escape a okay. mental asylum that she's been put in. Because although she sounds crazy, and th- th- this whole thing of like her being gaslighted as well, mm. she sounds crazy, but she has seen this and does know that this is real and this is
0: a thing. I'm going to counter the point to this, though, that um, Ripley's Nightmares are... And we know that she has nightmares, um, are, but are actually a waking life. Every time she falls asleep, she wakes up and, her, and the world around her is completely different. The first time that she falls asleep, she wakes up uh, and ends up in a survival horror where she nearly gets like orally assaulted by a, a, a porn mag-wielding robot. Yeah. And, and nearly murdered by an alien and has all of her crew murdered by aliens. Then she falls asleep and she wakes up and her daughter is dead. The world that she knows is gone. She's lost her flight status. She's forced to work as a, essentially a forklift driver at an airport uh, for a number of <laughs> months till, till she's drafted into the colonial Marines. Goes back to the nightmare that she's left. Mm-hmm. Nearly gets killed by the aliens. Nearly gets killed by a nuclear explosion. Nearly gets killed by the alien queen. Eventually survives to fall back asleep to wake up an undetermined amount of time in the future whereby the man that she'd kind of been falling in love with is also dead. The child that she'd replaced her dead child with is also dead and even the freaking robot that she'd worked so hard you know, to eventually befriend after she hated initially due to a PTSD related around robots, is also more or less fucking dead. Uh, yeah. And not only that, she's in a prison full of murderers and rapists of women.
1: Oh, which she yeah. then
0: has to organize like some kind of murder into and rapist a Jimmy Hoffa <laughs> into, into, a,
1: into, a, into, yeah, into, into a
0: tactical <laughs> into a tactical team with no weapons to defeat an alien it's now taking on the properties of a dog. And then not only that, but then has to um, after they've done what they have to do, has to face off against the corporation that she hates and sacrifice herself by jumping into a, essentially doing what the Terminator it does, does at the end of Terminator. Yeah. Wars, yeah shit. <laughs> Jumps into the vat of molten metal to kill herself to stop <clears throat> the, um, the the spread of the xenomorph. And I think that all pretty intense. But what I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit is that Ripley with a shaved head against the wall. The alien next to her with his alien extra mouth sticking out is a poster for the resilience of this fucking woman who's been through so much. Is a meme. Yeah, t- true, but
1: so is like Sarah Connor being tortured by the T one thousand and still refusing to tell uh, tell it where her son is. Oh yeah, I don't I don't um I don't think any different. But if
0: you were to it's, take uh, it's constant running.
1: If you were to write a book... It's always running. It's a running fight, but it's still running.
0: If you were to write a book entitled something along along the lines of The Resilience of Heroines in Science science Fiction Horror, what would be on the front cover of that book?
1: Sarah Connor with a uh, spike
0: through her arm? No, it wouldn't be, would it? It would be Helen Ripley, head tilted to the side, with the xenomorph right next to her. You can't base this on one image. No, I know. I mean I have to chip you... it. I have to I have to I have to provide a straw to break the camel's back of this like huge list of, of adversities that they both uh, have overcome uh and got to the end of. I mean like there's a huge pile of shit going on here, and at least um Sarah Connor got to live her life more or less in the right way round, you know, in the canon that we are accepting here is true. Um Ripley jarringly woke up in completely different times and had to readapt to each one of those situations, only then to have the rug pulled out from her again every time that she woke up, including the first time that she woke up, which was an unexpected wake-up in the middle of cold, terrifying-ass deep space.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I see where you're coming from, but I just still think that the fact that the, the episodic nature of it if you like that it's not a life of constant grind, of constant training, of not being able to love your son. That you've just got to protect them, you've got to train them, you've got this yeah. constant drive to this looming thing that you know is fucking coming. Yeah, oh, I, And yeah. That like, however much she tries to prevent it, she's never able to. She just knows that it's like, no, this shit is happening, you know, because the war is eventually won, Humanity prevails. But, there's still, my responsibility of the entire human fucking species is on my shoulders.
0: I'm agreed. But I I think that essentially what Ellen Ripley's entire struggle is, especially in the second Aliens film, is coming to terms with the fact that this fucking piece of shit is going to take this back to Earth. And she knows what that means. She knows that they're not going to be able to contain it. Or if they are, then they're going to use it to biologically attack other planets and wipe out billions of human beings but
1: is that her primary motivation she wants the alien dead yeah she wants the alien dead it's a personal it's more of a personal thing for her but whereas with with Sarah Connor from the beginning as soon as she meets Kyle Reese yeah it's all on her the fate of humanity rests solely on her shoulders this fucking traumatised brutalised woman with this constant barrage of shit she has to put up with she has to upend her own life because she is given the responsibility i think that raising like not even doing it herself of just raising and protecting and training the savior of humanity but
0: i think that um by kind of just by saying that that is not what ripley is doing also is 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 disparaging against the Ripley character? It, you know, if you're going to look at any like a, an activist today who's doing really important work, like you could absolutely you know believe that the fate of mankind is resting upon their shoulders in what they are doing because we are looking you know probably at a fairly devastating, possibly extinction level event in our futures if we don't wise up and sort of shit. Out. Oh,
1: this entire conversation is polishing brass on the Titanic. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're funded.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, I think that it, it's hard not to—it's hard not to accept what Ripley is doing in this situation. Is not start, just stopping the corporation having this biological weapon. Like she's not working for another corporation; she is working on behalf of mankind. I, see, I think it's motivated more by personal hatred. There's the personal hatred. is a strong element like of it as well. It, but it, it's
1: this thing of like this—the fucking things tried to kill me. Yeah, I was in work. I was in work. <laughs> And this fucking thing, one of these fucking things, tried to kill me.
0: There's a line in Aliens that I think supports my um, role. When she asks how many colonists there are, and the you the, want to destroy them, the not com- study them, not bring them back. And the no, the company man says, what "Was he say like thirty or forty families?" And she goes, "Families." Mm-hmm. And it's it's she can't. Yes, it's a it's a personal thing, but she cannot abide the thought of oh, it being visited upon other people. Have to go through this thing. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. So and there's it's also that thing of like you want to kill them not study them not bring them back as well she's like yeah okay um <clears throat> i'm I, i'm i'm not going to concede to a Ripley victory on this okay because i on, i
0: just don't think that you can really separate them that much it's tough like i mean <clears throat> i i will my my main argument on this are uh, the, the sort of the iconic nature of Ripley as an image of resilience, and also the the fact that she has this incredibly disorientating life that she's only ever woken from sleep to fight aliens. But again. You know, having to kind of go through ten years of training to, with the weight of the like the biological messiah on your shoulder yeah. is indeed also a heavy burden. Yeah, it's and... not.
1: It, yeah, she she's Mary. You know, yeah, she's, yeah, she is. She, she's future warrior Mary. Yeah, and, and Ripley's Joan
0: of Arc. You yeah, know. Yeah. They they they're both religious icons. You know, leading you know mankind to try and prevent you know, complete disaster. So. I was. I did think I was going to win this, but I, I get what you're saying, and I think we may have to draw it.
1: I think we are going to have to draw it. Let's we? do it. Yeah,
0: drawn it is. Okay, so we we've hit the impasse that we that we often do when mm-hmm. we get to this stage. Uh but this time we decided that we weren't gonna do a wild card, did we? Because yeah. we were really struggling to come up what the wild card could actually be for <laughs> yeah. these two characters. We came we d- came up with an idea. And it was a joke. Yeah, yes. It, was, it was, was a strong joke. What was the idea, Drew? Uh
1: the idea was um which one of them is most sexually attractive to Michael Bean.
0: <laughs> this is gross. It's a gross <laughs> idea. Um but we're only mentioning it because we've been discussing this uh yeah, just before this now, and we realised that uh, in Terminator, at least, if Michael Bean had been sent back in time to rescue an antique Ottoman piece of furniture, he would have probably fucked that as well, wouldn't he? Yeah,
1: and uh, <laughs> John Connor would have turned out to be a tiny Ottoman with human feet. Gross. Um, <laughs> with training and hacking and, and lockpicking. picking. Yeah, I,
0: mean, I know we often hit these kind of, um, these impasses when we have characters that we both, you know, absolutely want to defend as much as we can but like I said you know this is all about the journey
1: yeah and And... these are
0: two eminently defendable and
1: amazing characters yeah
0: I I can't I wouldn't want either of them to win by some gross trick
1: yeah and (laughs) and kind of like if you're talking about women in action films like these are your two standard bearers they're amazing indivisible
0: and incredible yeah like you know Ripley I've got like a, a bunch of heroes in my childhood that I've recently kind of made sort of the realisation that I loved a whole, a whole lot more than I ever would admit as a child, because mm-hmm. as a kid, you'd always be like, who's your favourite out of Aliens? And you'd be like, Hicks. Who's your favourite out of, like, Return of the Jedi? I'd be like, Han Solo. Yeah. But I actually really fucking, like, Ripley was my favourite character. Mm-hmm. Like, Lando was my favourite character in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and these are, like, weird things that when, like, when you're a kid, uh, you know, and in, in more sort of backwards gross times, that I mean... It would never come up. I couldn't say those things in school. Yeah. Because kids would just, like, make fun of you. But I want to fucking say those things now. And I think that Ripley is one of my favourite, if not my favourite, all-time science fiction characters ever.
1: Yeah. And, like, as far as iconic images go, or, like, iconic performances, whatever you want to call them, from Terminator Franchise, it's all, it's all on Arnie. Deserved, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Deservedly yeah, yeah. so. He's amazing. He is yeah. incredible in it. Uh, in both of them. Yeah. Um, Just from the first time you see him. Because, like... Even in the eighties you weren't really seeing that kind of physique. No. You know? They're just this fucking incredible mountain of a man yeah. who is utterly fucking terrifying in it. Yeah. Um but yeah, not enough credit is given to Linda Hamilton's performance. Yeah. To the point where like James Cameron put her forward for an Academy Award for T two
0: and she yeah. didn't
1: get it. Yeah. She didn't even get nominated. Yeah. Because she but she has this fucking incredible presence and uh, character up. that's
0: a good point actually because um, Sigourney Weaver was the first I think the first actress uh, or first actor nominated for uh, best actress in a in a genre picture this it's style. why
1: James Cameron put forward Linda Hamilton yeah. for a performance yeah, yeah she got
0: a nomination didn't she for, yeah. uh, for playing Ripley but yeah that's it I mean I don't want to fucking how, how these characters win by trick I've enjoyed this fight I've enjoyed exploring both of these characters and I'm happy just to let this lie as it is yeah we have made things fight and we have fought them to a standstill damn straight <laughs> excellent a
1: wonderful wonderful standstill and um, so that's it now
0: that is it I mean we've got to do our like leaving admin but... all
1: that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. Um, so um, thank you for listening uh, hope you enjoyed us Talking bullshit again.
0: Yeah, this is our first um, fight of 2020 and it's our first fight together in a while. So it's good to have Drew back here at the Fight Dome. Thank you. And uh, you can look forward to some very interesting fights that we've got coming up this year, including a couple of very special friend guests of ours. We uh, do have some more friend yeah, guests coming, coming along. Yeah, and they're um, good ones too. Yeah. I uh, like that terrible James Dunn. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, I would like to extend my thanks to uh, uh, Alice and James for, um, for filling my boots last week. Uh, last week. Last, uh, last episode. Yeah. Um, some some shit happened. I'm not
0: going to go into it here.
1: But uh, it does feel good to be back in the dome.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you back in the dome, yeah. Thank James you, Dunn was touching everything and smudging it with his dirty fingertips. Of course he was. Yeah, classic <laughs> James Dunn. Um as always, if you want to contact us to get upset with us about what has happened in the fight today, you can reach us in all the usual places. We are on Instagram. We make things fight. Uh, we're on Twitter at make underscore fight, and we are on Facebook at uh, We Make Things Fight Podcast. Probably not best to contact us there though. You, you can, can. I keep my but, eye in it. It's um, fine. And
1: emails for fight suggestions. Um, uh, nudes? Not nudes. Don't send. Don't us send nudes. us nudes. That's fucking weird. Uh, fight suggestions, complaints, long form screeds, poems, whatever you want to come up with. Our email is we make things fight at
0: gmail.com. And also we are hoping to get back into um uh Alan uh and um mm. uh, Christine at the um uh, House uh, story uh for the next episode. We've got a little some developments on that to talk about. The oldie sex dungeon. The oldie sex dungeon slash whatever it is. Um yeah, we will we'll get back on, on, onto that. Um, yeah, and then anything else that you want to add before we get over here? Um, just that uh, we love you. We do love you. And send us your fight pictures again. I miss those.
1: Yeah, send us fight pictures. Always fun.
0: Take care and have an excellent day. Have, have yourself a, a
1: fighty day.